Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Surprise your favorite ham this season with the gift that's on their hot list. The holidays are just around the corner and ICOM has plenty of cheer for everyone. Visit ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit ldgelectronics.com. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, Christmas week, baby. Sea Child Santa wanting to give it to you, girl. Mm, but I don't have the money for that, so please get your old man to buy that for you. Oh, yes. Christmas 2018. Man, we are about to flip the page on this year and rock right on in to 2019. How you doing? Let me practice that. It's been a while since I've been in Philadelphia, like 10 years already, man. And when you're there, you get it right away. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It depends who you're talking to. Quick, easy exchange. How you doing? How you doing? This could translate in Jersey and New York as well. And you can say this anywhere. It is all about being free. How you doing? It's a nice gesture. It comes out like how you doing, but it's a how you doing? Hey, that's what I. Hey, forgot your name, but what's going on? Speaking of names, it's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, and you are finding me at the intersection of life and amateur radio. This is Christmas week. And you're saying, dude, what are you doing? Well, I'm not saying it's like Christmas morning and I'm skipping out. I got to go and do this. Got to give the people what they want. What people want, I can't give to them. A shiny new 7300, that's on you. I may be able to help you get a discount on some stuff. But, you know, you're on your own. I hope you've been saving, okay? And what is it that you really, really want to get this year? And don't forget, friends, a lot of the sales are going to be happening in January, too. Right now, it's a mad scene out there. 
so many options, so many radios, so many great things. I just have a hope that everybody stays safe, man. We try to keep it normal. Things get better for those who are struggling. And things get better for those folks in 2019. And, you know, the rest of us, we're, we're blessed, man, considering uh, some other things that are going on around the world and here in our own country. We're blessed. Hope we can get on the air more in 2019. You know, it's a busy thing, man. A lot of people just go ahead and dip out of this hobby for a while when they've got families and their careers. You see it a lot. People are like, ah, you know, I took off 15 years, came back to it. You know, my idea is uh, I hope to maintain. I may have to take breaks, may have to put things down for a while. Right now, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're blessed enough to keep going. Now, we can do this show on a weekly basis. Heck, I would even consider and have considered upping it to two a week. You know, just takes support, takes, you know, help. Because all these other things that we mentioned before, why people take breaks, still exist. You know, still costs to do things and time and, you know, that kind of deal. I've considered it. Well, you know, if it's right, we'll do it. It'd be fun to do it every day. Oh, it'd be fun just talk radio every day. But, you know, we're happy to do once a week. And we're 181 episodes in. Waving to our friends, our new friends, coming in to WTWW. Shortwave listening. Listening through your own antenna that you have. That's cool. That is cool. Saturday nights, you can find us there. And there's a whole ham radio block of time. And from what I'm told... The ratings are just through the roof. Hams around the world tune in to listen to this programming that happens in the evening on Saturday. So check it out right after supper time. Go ahead and turn the radio on to 5085. And uh, we'll be there for you. I hope we're there. I hope we're there. I don't know how the magic works. I just do this side on this side of the microphone. Not looking for anything special this Christmas. You know, some quality time uh, in terms of radios. You know, I'm not buying a new radio, but I can proudly say now I owned, own, and added a D to that word. Oh, why did that? Did I sell it? No, no, you just bought it. And now, finally, the ICOM 7610 belongs to me. Yay. Used to belong to somebody else. But paid it off. It's good. You know, it's one of those things. It's a, quite an investment. I hope it runs for a long time. I really enjoy the radio. And now I own it. You know, what do I want for Christmas? Ham radio related? I don't know, man. I've You know, if you listen to last week's show or last episode, depending on when you listen to this, episode 180, I'm really starting to dig into the audio. 27 years of dealing with audio. You know, it's never quite perfect. Every room is different. Every microphone is different. And setting up your microphone, as we talked about in the last episode, will depend on the radio, your voice, your preferences. Did I say the microphone? I have found they're all different. I don't... uh, Preach anything is better than the other. I don't look down at somebody for using a D104 or a 
a condenser microphone. In fact, the handheld microphones that come with the 7300, the ICOM, and the 7610 are condenser microphones. And people love them. Frankly, I would stay with that microphone, except I enjoy having my hands free, so I've got a foot switch in play, and that's just my preference. And when we do a net, you know, holding a microphone in your hand, that's a little harder. So it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. And in fact, I'm thinking about adding a foot switch to my portable setup. Switches aren't... um, very expensive. I mean, you can buy an expensive one, one that's rugged, made out of steel if you'd like to, but you can also buy, you know, in that 12 to $14 range, get yourself a foot switch or a hand switch. Again, I want my hands free, so I prefer a foot switch, but I'm thinking about for portable operations or travel, what it would require, because I'm not going to carry a boom with me to support my microphone, I don't think. It's possibly a headset. 2019 could be a year where I explore headsets, and I'm fickle, finicky, a pain in the ass when it comes to my audio sound, and it's more my own thing. You know, I'm on this quest for something that may not exist, or maybe it does, and I just need to find that tweak, you know, the thing that really makes me happy recently. I've decided to go and uh, explore my audio settings a little closer. What am I doing wrong? And I felt that the the audio coming out of my iCom, I was running it too hot, meaning I'm I'm a little too close to the edge there. And I am uh, probably overdriving or somehow pinching my audio where the lows aren't making it through. I don't care so much about other people going, yeah, it sounds kind of basic to me. Yeah, bye. Uh, Bye-bye now. That's okay. You feel whatever you want to, and you can tweak the receive audio how you want to. To flashback on Philadelphia, don't break my balls. Stop breaking my balls. That said, I'm not trying to deliberately put a muddy mess out on somebody's ear. I don't care for that. I've got my own taste. I'm looking for just clean, natural-sounding audio. I'm not going to try to do crazy stuff and hurt other people's ears. There's just too many other factors going on in the receive audio. Like, what is your receiver? What are you listening on? Are you listening on headsets? Do you have external speakers? Are you listening to a box with a speaker on top or one on the front coming right at you? What's your room situation? Are you in there with a dryer? So your receive audio can be shaped and EQ'd itself to your taste. All I'm trying to do is get mine to sound, you know, Natural. I'm not going nutty, but in a little bit. A little bit. So when I go out into a portable situation, now I'm going to introduce a headset. What are they uh, called? The Pro Sport or something like that? Radio Sport, maybe. And I'm not a contester, so the audio coming back in my headset's going to have to be... You know, it could be a process. And, I, you know, I may not figure it out in 2019. I just may not. I may not uh, activate enough. I may not, you know, have a large enough sample. Propagation could be strange. So many factors. But I tried it. Uh, One year, went to uh, my mother-in-law's birthday celebration in Turks and Caicos. It was a family affair. And uh, for about 30 minutes, I operated with a team there. 
in Turks and Caicos. It was called a hamlet, I think they called it. Big antenna, back in the cut. And these fellows were all on headsets and the microphone right up in your grill. I mean, it's so close. And, you know, I get it. I'm, I can be a close talker and it gives you that, you know, authority thing. If you know how to work a microphone and you get up close to it and you're like, girl, now you know. So having it right there and the audio coming back right there in your head from your mouth to your ears, just like, yeah. And I mean, I got used to it. But it sounded like a really turned up, loudly turned up telephone thing coming back to me. The monitor, you know, it's just a monitor giving it back to you. The receive audio on the other end was fine. It was just hearing myself. Could be a quest I'm on. I don't know. It depends on how much these things cost. Generally speaking, after all these years in broadcasting, I tend to turn my microphone level down. You know, coming back in my headset. And we're talking about clean audio for the most part. There's some room noise in everything I do. I don't have a perfect studio scenario no matter what. So there's some room noise in there and, you know, I'm just living with it. But, you know, we'll try some things and, and we'll see. I'll keep the headphone level down. I don't need to hear me like that. I want to hear me, but I don't want to... Uh, it's not for an ego thing. Now, come springtime, I want to get that hex beam back up at least another 10 feet, but in a safe way, right around Thanksgiving. And that week, you recall, I removed a section of pipe that uh, was bent. It was an aluminum pipe. I want to go with something uh, a little thicker this time around, a rigid a type of pipe, perhaps with a... Um, what do they call it? A wench. Yeah. Help me go up and down with it because the heavier the pipe is, the riskier it can be. Now, that antenna doesn't weigh so much, but it does have a rotor there at the top. And the unwieldy pipe at about uh, 30 feet is a scary scenario. And uh, I needed to work on the hex beam a little bit. And I didn't do a significant amount of work. I did have to fix some galloping supports that go across the top to give it that umbrella shape, that upside-down, inverted, if you will, umbrella shape. They galloped free, and that thing started to flatten out, and I thought, man, this pipe is bent. What a pain. This is going to suck. I don't know. If it comes down and crashes, guess what? I don't want that hex beam anymore. I don't want it. And I've seen pictures, you know, where people lose them in big storms and hurricanes and that sort of stuff but where i am you know we do have the threat of a tornado but it's not like it's a weekly deal and uh luckily we haven't been you know we get a lot of things that come down you know i i expect tree damage to lines you know my business is in trees i am mostly up in oak trees and i'm working within nature things die things fall things snap a line from time to time i if the hex goes it's going to be probably because of tree not because of wind does really well with um withstanding strong winds and it's wire you know so that's on my project list for 
uh, spring. And I haven't really looked too far ahead, cleaning up, maybe some cable management. I like to do that on this break here we have for Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way. And man, I bet you the bands are going to be alive just because so many people may be off and around. That's kind of exciting. I'm going to take a break now. We'll come back and uh, I'm going to read some stuff from our Facebook page. We have a 100 Watts and a Wire Facebook group. You're welcome to join us there. It is a place where it's okay not to know everything and it's okay to ask questions. We have a great team of moderators who understand the integrity of the group is to uh, be kind. Be nice to each other. Try to help out if you can. Provide some options. Don't just say, Ah, that that was on your test. Ah, no code ham. You know, it happens from time to time. Uh, Most of that stuff is put in check and and sent off to other Facebook groups. Ours is a a welcoming one, I can say. And over 10,000 people have gathered there as part of the 100 Watts and Watts. you know, wubba dip. Wubba wubba wubba. Wubba wubba woo. Ow. For the 100 Watts and a Wire community. We'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll hear from them and about their Christmas memories as it relates to amateur radio next. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. For the love of the holidays, the IC7610 the SDR every ham wants and just in time. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. How about the IC7300? changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. Or the ICR30, raising the bar on DC to daylight receivers. Powerful yet easy to use, the ICR30 is packed full of features you have come to expect from ICOM. Or the perfect stocking stuffer, the ID51A Plus 2. It provides new modes for extended D-Star coverage. You can enjoy integrated GPS, an independent AM-FM receiver, and free Android apps. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. Uh, Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Christian K0STH and on our Facebook group. Sometimes I do research. It's very helpful to see what topics people are talking about and to ask questions. Now that we have Christmas here, I wanted to know what was your favorite or memorable Christmas and amateur radio story. Joe says, I proposed to my YL while watching The Grinch Stole Christmas. Is it true? I don't know that goofy sum of Karen says, mine isn't a memory just yet, but it will be soon. It's happening on Christmas Day this year on HF, and it's K2B, a special event station. So no memories just yet, just lots of hope for some fun. 
Steve shares a memory. I'm going to have an audio version of that coming up in just a little bit. Excellent story we're going to share. Carla, this is my first Christmas as a licensed amateur radio op. Way to go, Carla. Robert says, got my best Christmas present ever in 1969. My parents gave me a new Drake 2NT transmitter. I was a novice back then. It was WN2EWC, best Christmas ever, and he shared a photograph of it. Chris says, last Christmas, my wife and kids didn't bother me in the radio room for over an hour. Good for you, Chris. David says, Christmas Day 2013, I was a recent amateur general and asked my wife for the last piece I'd need to get on HF, an antenna tuner. Wifey claws delivered. I hooked up everything and had absolutely no clue what I was doing on air. Despite all that, I christened my HF logbook in a QSO with DL4EL backslash XE1 on a 40-meter phone later that morning. And much like many other amateur first, I'll never forget it. Whiskey for Lima Bravo Golf. His 100-watt ID is 188. David's been with me for a long time. We've got over 3,000 issued 100-watt IDs. You can find those at 100wattsandawire.com, among other things. Rex says, contacting the Santa Net with my son. First year as a ham last year. Prolong the magic for another year. In fact... I'm going to be doing that with my girls this week. Could be this weekend. We'll see. We also follow the uh, NORAD tracker to see where Santa is. Paul says, I operated a 440 repeater for a few years in Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut. For several days before Christmas, someone kept transmitting the sounds of cats singing jingle bells. Almost to the point where I thought it was malicious interference. I finally was able to track down the offender because I caught him on the input. And he was S9. Come to find out, it wasn't malicious. The operator was a friend of mine. But I wasn't happy about it. That's a strange memory there, Paul. But uh, I get it. Good. All right. Okay. Cleve says, Christmas Day 2012, my first ever 6-meter AM QSO was with... Prescott, Arizona, lasted over an hour, and the six-meter hook was set. Whiskey 5, Charlie Echo Mike. Mike says, I earned my general in July of 1977, then my advanced in August of 1977, but still had my novice gear at the time. I borrowed a friend's Swan 270 to get on single sideband. Then on Christmas morning, there was that Swan... 350C that my folks got me. One of the highlights of my ham radio career. Kilo Zero, Victor Zulu. Thanks, Mike. Dane. Christmas 1964, 9-volt toy walkie-talkies were all the rage in my neighborhood. But my dad bought my brother and I the real deal. Panasonics with long whips, maybe 3 watts, and crystal plug-ins 
Some CBers somewhere actually talked to us. And that was it. Hooked for life. Long story short, it all culminated with my general in 2016 at age 63. Kilo Echo 8, Delta Quebec Zulu. Dane. Here's Jay. Eight years ago, I asked for a 10-channel Bearcat scanner. Christmas morning, I woke up, and there was one under the tree. My love for radio started that day. Beautiful. Brian, my favorite memory was my first Christmas as a general and letting my son talk to Santa on the Santa net. I heard about it. Clear up to the following March. LOL. Let's do another one here, Wendy, and uh, we're going to get you to that piece of audio here in just a second. Wendy, late 1960s, and Santa got me a night kit, Star Roamer, shortwave radio kit. Still can picture the dial lamp glow while listening to Europe and Asia broadcast with old headphones, wire antenna around the ceiling of my bedroom. Oh, okay. Let me do just a couple more. David, my brother and his wife, bought me a Heathkit receiver for Christmas when I was about 15. My first build. Used that for quite a while, similar to the SW717 posted earlier. Andy, Christmas Eve, sometime back in 1980, my dad bought me a used Kenwood TS700S 2-meter single sideband rig. We had a 40-foot tower with Mosley TA-33 and an 8-element 2-meter quad made by a company in England called J-Beam. It was 10 dB gain. My dad bought me a 100-watt amplifier, which resulted in nearly 1 kilowatt ERP. It's a childhood memory he'll never forget. Carl says, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house." Oh, wait, that's not mine. Damn, Carl! Thank you for sharing some of those stories, and uh, if you're listening new to us on shortwave, yeah, and do social media. I understand that not many people do, whether they're jobs, they work for the government, they just don't feel like Zuckerberg's taking care of privacy. I do Facebook for uh, sharing photos with my mother of her grandchildren and uh, the 100 Watts of the Wire community. Again, very friendly bunch there. It is well-moderated. And uh, it's okay not to know everything and to ask questions. My favorite listener story is coming up right after this. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. The new MFJ2100 is here. It's the Octopus Antenna Hub. It can turn your ham sticks into four fully balanced dipoles in minutes. You can mix and match any four HF, VHF, and UHF bands Simply screw in, say, 80, 40, 20-meter hamsticks and a dual 2-meter 440 whip on opposite sides. Now you have an automatic band-switching 5-band dipole. It works at any height, low for local NVIS and high for DX, and say at a fixed height, 20 or 30 feet, use 80 meters for NVIS and 20 meters for low-angle DX. It mounts on any mast up to 1 inch in diameter, you can use a fiberglass pole and a tripod, and you're on the air. It's perfect for casual, portable operation, or if you have limited space, HOAs, you can take it to field day or camping. It has a single coax feed with a built-in ballon, 
And what's more, your ham sticks break down to four feet for easy storage. Visit mfjenterprises.com for more information about the octopus antenna base, the MFJ2100. That's mfjenterprises.com. And Max Gain Systems, your source for fiberglass tube and rod, the perfect material for push-up mast, antenna building, and support projects. RF connectors and adapters. Highest quality at lowest prices. Visit them online at mgs4u.com. That's Mike, Golf, Sugar, the number four, the u.com. Little pistols and big guns. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Now I want to conclude this week's episode with a story from Steve, KC3AZT. He said, see, child, I've got a great story, but it's CB radio affiliate. Uh, Is that all right? Now look, I come out of CB radio. Not, well, I guess so. Going back to about 1978, my father... Uh, had a CB station at home, and I loved my father. My father loved radio. He had a big antenna on the roof. He would hit the uh, D-104, and the lights would flicker. Probably some RFI issues looking back at it, but I love the immediacy of it, and for me, radio is radio. And I said, please, Steve, tell us the story. Let's record it, though, because I kind of knew this one was special. Check this out. A story from Steve KC3AZT. Well, when Christian suggests people post your most memorable experiences about two-way radio communication, I immediately thought of the time when I was in my uh, mid-teens and I was just getting into CB radio. I didn't know enough about ham radio. I had no Elmers or anything. I uh, got my interest through books from the library. So my first radio was a Johnson Messenger 4230, which I still have to this day. It's a simple AM channel 1 to 40 CB radio. Um, D104 TUG9 stand hooked up. And at that time, I was running a super big stick here in the second most highest part of Philadelphia, actually. And I had two 10-foot masts on the house, and uh, boy, this thing stood high and proud. You could actually see the antenna coming over to Tacony Permire Bridge out of New Jersey, uh, all the way up in the northeast Philly here. So, had a high-gain 100-watt linear bilateral linear amplifier, and I used to run the modulation nice and soft. I didn't go crazy, but I just liked the feeling of having a little bit of power behind me. So one day I'm uh, scanning around on the radio and I'm on these uh, A channels. I started experimenting, figuring out that you could put the channel selector in between certain channels and you would get what's known as A channels or RC channels. And there's actually five of them. And on the Johnson radio I was able to get all five. So to me I wasn't breaking any laws or anything. I figured it's a manufacturer defect so therefore I don't know. And I'm 15 years old, right? So I'm on channel 3A. It was uh, 19, around 1981, either 80 or 81. I'm pretty sure it was 1981, around September. And that particular day, it was uh, going on, I guess, around the evening time, maybe. Might have been on a Thursday or a Friday. And the clouds that day were real low and thick. And CB radio, we call this skip land when you start listening to um 
operators coming in from other parts of the country and especially during the night time when the sun's not up and um, we know for a fact that it's rolling off the clouds it's, radio waves are bouncing off the clouds so we had a real low cloud uh, propagation uh, that day or however you want to call forecast and